Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Marianne, you've got a uh, kind of like a seasonal one in a way. Yes, this one's a little different. This is about a couple that own a floral garden center. They sell all kinds of pottery and, and knickknacks and tchotchkes inside, but they have the trees and the, the mulch and they can come out to your yard and, you know, dig up your front yard and put sod down. It's all purpose. The gal left this message. Hi, Marianne. My name is Debbie. My husband, Dave, and I own a landscaping business, and I think we have a serious ghost problem. Please call me. She was calling me from work, but it was during the day. Mm. And I could tell that there were definitely earthbound spirits in the place, but I didn't know how many live people that were working there and how many customers were in the store that could have something attached to them. That, that is uh, that's the challenge. And my, my first immediate thing when you, you announced this one, I'm like, was it really the ghost or were a bunch of little faith folk? Which crossed my mind, too, when I heard about this, being that it was flowers and outside trees, but there was no high-pitched noise. I heard nothing. Okay, so just those pesky earthbound people again. That's right. So when I called her, she explained her husband, Dave, and her dead husband, Dennis, started the business about 10 years ago. They called it the Double D Landscaping. And her husband's name is now husband is Dave. Her dead husband is Dennis and her name is Debbie. They thought maybe they'd call it the three D's landscaping. And Dave said, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's just keep it the two D's, which they did. And it took a couple of years of hard work and the guys worked every day and they worked really long hours. Five years ago, my husband, Dennis, was in a very bad car accident. He was on life support for over a week. Doctor said brain dead with Dennis' parents' help. I made the choice to terminate the life support. They had gave me no hope. They said there was nothing they could do and that he was officially brain dead. Dave was so upset. We all went to high school and college together. It was like the three musketeers. We were always together. We did everything together. And when Dennis was on life support, Dave kept saying, Dennis wants you to find a way to get him off life support. Do not unplug him. I know, I know Dennis. He would not want you to unplug him. He's young. He, he doesn't want to be dead. He still wants to have kids. He talks about that all the time. But the doctors and everybody convinced her that that was going to be the best solution. And she did. Dave offered to buy my half of the business. 
I said, no, I would work. I had a degree in accounting and I could do the paperwork. And Dave was bringing, uh, Dennis was bringing a lot of that paperwork home for me to do anyway. That was not his good thing that he could do. So I was used to that. I said, no, let's just work it together and let's see how it goes. Dave was never married. Dennis and I, again, had no children. Dave and I spent hours at the business, working, changing things around, improving, growing. Our customer base was really a good customer base. We were so busy in spring when all the hanging baskets and the flowers were out. We were jammed. It was really, really good. Eventually, one thing after another, and Dave and I started a relationship. Dave was, uh, Dennis was already dead almost four years. We were together every day. We ate together. We did everything together. It just sort of fell in place. And we were comfortable together. About six months ago, we got decided to get married. We had been, we started living together and everything was fine. So we thought, what the heck, let's get married. So we got married. As soon as we got married, that's when all the problems started. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Ex-husband from the grave there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those hubbies. That's right. At work, the one greenhouse lost all the water to the pipes. Huge plumbing expense. Two of the work trucks were somehow, nobody knows how it happened, that they were they were pushed off of a ravine in the back of the, the they, they couldn't drive themselves. We didn't know how that did. We, we figured somebody was just vandalizing us. One couldn't even, we got the one fixed, but we the other one was total. The tow truck ended up buried in a load of topsoil. How, how how does a tow truck get buried in topsoil? <laughs> That's unique. <laughs> exactly. We would come in in the mornings. Stuff would be cleared off the shelves. Broken stuff. Uh, just a mess. It was little potting soil bags would be opened up and dirt thrown all over the place. And we had cameras. We never saw anything. We don't understand how this happened. Now, Dave and I are fighting constantly over everything. He is fighting with the employees. The one day Dave was out giving a job in uh, estimate for a, a couple, and only two of the cashiers were here. They were stocking and cashiering when they had to. All of a sudden. As soon as the lines got long and the cashiers were both working, both cash registers quit working. Talk about people being angry that they couldn't check out. Right. She said it was horrible. 40 bags of mulch fell on Dave as he was walking by the one day. Now, mulch isn't that heavy, but 40 bags of it? Oh, yeah, that's going to be heavy. And he was trying to put him back up, hurt his back. 
We only talk when we have to now. It, it's terrible. It's, uh, we, I don't know why I married him. I, I just don't understand what's going on. I said, okay. I says, let me come out, but we're going to have to do it when the stores close because, again, I don't know what customers will bring in with them. She says, does Dave have to be here? <laughs> I, I said, you know, I said, normally I would say no. But stuff is happening to him. It's his business. I believe he has to be there. I says, I won't push him. I won't ask him many questions. But I think he needs to be aware of what is going on and by, you know, and who it is. Mm -hmm. She said, this is how bad it is. A customer came up to me yesterday and said that the man was such a gentleman that helped her find things. It was really early in the day. Dave wasn't in yet. Only the two cashiers were there. Who was this lady talking to? Oh, the helpful ex-husband. <laughs> he was so good. He knew where everything is that I wanted. And it, he even went in the back room and told me that they had in the back that, that it could be brought out. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, he's, he's helpful, except whoever he is, he's not very helpful to, you know, Dave and Debbie. There's a total of seven regular people that work in the business, Dave and Debbie, the two cashiers slash stock people, two of the guys work outside moving dirt around, hauling dump trucks, delivering stuff. So they're really not inside the store store. I said that when I went out there, there was only two ghosts in the place. There was an older woman. She was very, very sweet. She just thought it was so much fun to walk through the store and touch everything. She was a little bit nosy. She would go look at the paperwork that Deb was working on and move papers around. And it got to the point that she thought Dave was doing it to her paperwork. She crossed over pretty easy. Mm -hmm. What then... When I started to talk to the man that was there when I first walked in, another man walked in, another ghost. He, again, was pretty generic. He was okay. He definitely had owned this property before it became the business. So he was just one of those nosy people that came in to see what was happening with his property. He was okay with it. He crossed over. But yes, indeed, Dennis was there. <laughs> no surprise. He was okay. He understood that they became friends. He understood that they even moved in together. And he was okay with all of that. But somehow the marriage just sent him over the edge. He just could not believe that the two of them got married. They were planning a family that, that they were supposed to have. He pulled, she pulled the plug on him. She killed him. I, he was just ranting and raving over everything. He started telling 
me, he said, tell Dave, remember when we were both drunk and you said that you would take care of Deb if anything ever happened to me? And Dennis sort of said, yeah, I think I do. He said, yeah. And you said that would never happen. Well, it happened. He, this man was just really ugly about the whole thing. He was just nitpicking and pulling everything he could to keep being angry. And I said to him, this was your business. Why are you doing all the damage in here? He says, because it's not my business anymore. It's their business. And if it's not mine, it's not going to work for them either. He, he was very, very angry. He really was. I asked him if he wanted to cross over. He said he may as well. He didn't care. He would go. I said, all right. And then he hit me with this, which Deb had never said and Dennis had never said. Dave was driving the car that Dennis died in. And for him to make the comment, remember you said you would take care of Deb. Oh, no. I, you know, when a young person dies, and I considered somebody in their 20s young, you, you feel funny asking, well, was it disease? How did they die? Well, she had said an accident. I was curious. I was wondering, was it a single car accident? Did somebody hit them? Was he drunk? Whose fault was it? But these are questions you don't really ask somebody if they don't just start talking about it. You just, I want to know, but I'm not going to ask. And I see you say, yeah, yeah, do it anyway. I know. <laughs> Tell me more, more about this car wreck. I think he's a little more peeved about this car. Would you care to explain? And that's what I asked. I looked at him. I said, you were driving the car? He said, yes. I said, was it a single car accident? He said, no, we were hit by a pickup truck. Totally in the clear. I had nothing to do with it. We were not drunk. We were tired. We were coming home from work. But no, he said. But here's the interesting thing. The state highway patrol had said that if Dennis had had his seatbelt on, he wouldn't have gone through the windshield. So in all honesty, it was Dennis's fault. Wear your seatbelt, guys. Mm -hmm. Dave was, uh, Dave and Debbie were just mortified. And and he still uh, he he still felt that he was still angry, and he says, "You tell Debbie she could have worked harder to save me." And I told Debbie that. And as soon as he went into the light, I said, "Listen, he's so angry." I said, "He'll get answers now that he's in the light." I said, "You guys didn't do anything wrong. You didn't kill him. You went by doctor's orders. What were you going to do? Keep him in?" a long-term facility with people taking care of him because he was a vegetable. I said, you can't live like that either. Be draining all your finances. And yeah, that, that's kind of a hard thing to ask. Right. You know. The crazy part was the one thing that Deb did know is that he said he never wanted to be a donor 
an organ donor. Mm. And she, they really, really pushed her at the hospital before to see if, if she would reconsider. And, you know, she said, Marianne, she said, I just knew that that could help a lot of people because it was mostly head trauma going through the windshield. Mm-hmm. Viable organs that they could have used in being young. It, it could have helped a lot of people, she said, but I really, really knew how he felt about that. And I did say no to that. I said, well, you know what? That was probably a good thing. That would have just been the icing on the cake. Now his parts and pieces were running around in other people. I said, and that would have really made him angry. I said, so at least, I said, you did everything right. I said, you didn't do anything wrong. Well, hopefully their marriage got better after that. They did fine. They ended up having a couple kids. Is I think they sold the business to some kind of a conglomerate and I, I, they are living fine. They're, they're real good now. They've called me a couple of times because they've upgraded their houses and, nice. <laughs> and they wanted to know if, you know, each time if everything was good. And she said, Dave still is on a fence about this. But he also said there was no way that I could have possibly known everything that had gone on if Dennis hadn't been telling me. So that's going to say, I'm sure it wasn't in the newspaper that he was driving. So, I mean, the fact that you were like, you were the one driving, that should have been, you know, the winning point of like, okay, this is legit. And when Dennis told me that, I remember thinking, uh-oh, what do I say? Should I say something? Shouldn't I? I sometimes I don't know what to do, but I, I thought, no, this time I just had to blurt it out. It had to come out. Right. I'm like, really? I was not prepared for this. Today. No, no. <laughs> that just proves I'm certainly not a psychic because I had this is why and i laugh people people always laugh at me uh because i'll say and i'm like i am trying to perfect marianne's eye roll (laughs) sometimes your face just give things away but at the same time when you say these stories i'm like i just kind of picture you with a very stoic like don't react you know (laughs) i might twitch just a little bit but You know, people that know me know that I'm holding back. People that don't know me don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. You have to be so careful when you're sitting in somebody's house talking to them. You have to, you know, I could see one example. There was, I was in this house and the little boy was about two years old. And he was sitting in the family room with Ted while I was talking to her at the table. and. She had like a potted ficus tree, I think it was called, in a big pot. That little guy went and put his hand in his diaper and took out a little ball of poop and put it in the ficus plant. <laughs> now, I can see what he's doing because <laughs> her back is to him. Teddy's right. watching this little boy do this, and he's about ready to gag. He doesn't know what to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh no! Just, that's what. That's where I go. Like, gee, you know what? 
you're just not going to believe what your little guy's doing. And it's like, oh my God. You might want to check him and your plant real quick. Just saying. That is not the fertilizer we want to be using in our plant. No. So it's stuff like that. It's, it's, there's a whole lot more to getting rid of ghosts. Let me tell you. <laughs> we, need, we need more of those stories, the backstories. If, if we can get Ted to ever sit down and tell us some of his side. And that's what I'll tell people. I'm like, I know a lot of Marianne stuff. We've been doing this for how long? And I go, so to sit in the back and listen to Ted's view on some of these stories or like, that's where some of the real fun was going on. But, you know, he just sits there quietly and unassuming and just, right. just, just, just carries just a sleep, waiting, you know, just, hey, kid, wake up, it's time to go. Yeah, yep. I'm going to remember these cards one of these times and <laughs> sit back there and play poker while you're doing that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, everybody. Well, well, thank you for listening. And maybe you'll think about your your little potted plants a little differently if you go to a garden center and get them. Like, what what did this little plant see before it came home to you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us and, and join us next week for our next episode. Uh, join us on Wednesday mornings, 10 a.m. Easter time on, on our YouTube, Marianne Winkowski and the Goddess Elite New Age. And if you have questions about any of the episodes, come ask. We're live. We'll answer questions for you live about the episode or anything that falls under the ghostly umbrella. So thanks, guys. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.